I'm not in a position to help you. So that was that. Someone had beaten me to the story. It wasn't the first time. I printed out our email correspondence, tucked it in a file, and forgot about it for more than a decade. Fast forward to September 2012. I was between books and looking for a new project. Rifling through old papers, I came upon a little manila folder labeled Churchill Club. Inside, I found the long-ago exchange with Knud Peterson, among the first email messages I had ever written or received. I wondered if he was still alive and in good health. I also wondered if the other American writer's book had ever been written. It seemed like something I would know about if it had. I jotted a reintroductory message to Knud Peterson at the ancient address, pushed the send button, and turned off the laptop for the day. The following morning, a message from Knud Peterson was waiting. The other writer had not come through, he said. Now he was free to work with me. Immediately. When can you come to Copenhagen? Knud wanted to know. I glanced at my calendar and typed, October 7th to 14th. Seconds after I had sent my email, you could almost hear his reply rocketing across the Atlantic. My wife, Bodil, and I will meet you at the airport. You will stay with us at our cottage. I booked the flight. Two weeks later, my wife Sandy and I were met at the Copenhagen airport by a white-haired man, half a head taller than anyone else in baggage claim, and his wife. Canoe dressed with the dash of an artist. Though we were jet-lagged, he drove us immediately to the Kunstbibliotheket, art library, which he had founded in 1957. The library is a below-street-level warren of rooms, some of which contain hundreds of paintings kept off the ground in wooden racks. For a small lending fee, a patron can take out a painting for a period of weeks, just as one can take out a book at a library. If the borrower falls in love with the painting, he or she can buy it for a reasonable price. The artist has already agreed to sell it. The art library stems from Knud's firm belief that art is like bread, an essential ingredient for nourishing the soul. Why should paintings only be available to the rich? And so he started this modest underground library. It was the first art library ever created, now beloved in Copenhagen and world famous. While Bodil and Sandy went off to see some local sites, Knud wanted to get right to work. We pulled his office door closed and settled into chairs on opposite sides of a desk. I placed a recording device on the center of the desk and turned it on. We barely budged for the next week. I got very used to Knud Peterson's face and he mine. In all, we spoke for nearly 25 hours, pausing only for meals or to take a walk. Since I remembered just a few Danish words from my bicycle tour so long before, we had to rely on Knud's English. Knud is a fluent speaker, but conducting a week-long conversation in his second language clearly fatigued him. Still, he never complained. That week, Knud told me the story of middle school students who refused to surrender Denmark's freedom no matter what the country's adult leaders did or said. German warplanes buzzed Denmark on April 9, 1940, dropping leaflets informing Danes that their nation had just become a protectorate of Germany. The German occupation was presented to Danish authorities as a choice. Comply, give us your food and transport system, 
work for us, and we'll leave your cities standing. You can continue to police and govern yourselves. We'll even buy materials and goods from you. You'll make money. You'll learn to like us. And after the war, you'll share in a glorious future with us. Or you can resist and be demolished. Denmark's king and political leaders accepted. On the very same day, Germany invaded Norway. Unlike the Danish, the Norwegians fought back early on. When Hitler demanded that Norway surrender, the Norwegians officially replied, We will not submit voluntarily. The struggle is already in progress. Skirmishes erupted throughout the Norwegian countryside and at sea. Germany captured key Norwegian ports and cities, but the Norwegian army kept fighting, moving inland to take up positions in Norway's rugged interior. Losses were heavy. As the-